Welcome to the Ain't That the Truth podcast. I'm Revy Melissa, your host. We are here to proclaim that truth's name is Jesus. We rely on the Bible to explore, understand, and grow in absolute truth. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ain't That the Truth. I am Revy Melissa, your host, and today, as promised, we have my Uncle Roy joining us today. So thank you for joining us on the podcast today. So we are going to be talking today about living a victorious Christian life and what that looks like. So I'm going to let my Uncle Roy start with some notes that he has, and then I will finish things up towards the end. So take it away, Uncle Roy. Thank you, Melissa. I'm happy to be here tonight and appreciate your podcast very much um, as you spread the truth of God's word. And I'm just going to share a little bit about um, how I feel about what it means to live a victorious Christian life. And when I talk about this, I don't want to talk about it in a critical way because I feel like even in my walk with God, in my baby Christian days, I probably wasn't as victorious as I should have been as well. However, as you you walk with God and you stay close to God, He does... um, bring things to light to you and he does he does show you ways to be overcomer an overcomer and a more victorious Christian. Um, just a few things that I think is very important as a as a new Christian in your walk with God is to um, just love God with all your heart first of all and develop a communication prayer life with him so that um, you can talk to God and he can talk back to you and you can your relationship with him can become stronger through just talking to him through prayer. Yes, one of my favorite phrases is prayer is a dialogue and not a monologue. I've said that like on several different episodes. So. Yeah, yes, that's correct. And um, <clears throat> so also uh, one thing I want to, want to express to you is that you have to get into God's word. Um, you know, the word of God is like food to our spiritual, to our spiritual man. You can't go without natural food. As a Christian, you cannot go without your spiritual food, which is the word of God. You, you need to, to meditate upon it and, and read it and, and learn it. And I remember as a child learning God's word in Sunday school and at the time, you probably don't think about how much that is going to mean to you later on in life. But the more you know the word, and we memorized scripture when I was little. So as people are expounding on the word now, and they start saying scripture, I can finish the verse for them while they're preaching because I've learned that scripture as a child. Mm-hmm. And and not just knowing it in your head, but just you know letting the word get inside of you and become part of you and and cause you to, to grow and mature spiritually in the Lord. And, you know, the Bible says that the, in Psalms 119, that thy word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet and a, a light unto my pathway. Mm-hmm. And we need a light in the path of life. And the light that we have to follow is God's word. It's, uh, it's simple. The word is simple. People think that it's um, too hard or difficult to understand. It's really not. I, I mean, reading the Word and meditating upon it and learning how to, to study the Word of God is, is very, very important. And, and 
it's essential to the spiritual walk with God that you that you uh, get into His Word. Um, I don't know if you have any comment to that, but <clears throat> um, one of the other things that I think is really important as a uh, victorious Christian is that you have to be with God's people. Mm-hmm. You you have to go to church and be in the atmosphere with other believers so that you can strengthen one another. And we are not um, in this by ourselves. We, as we grow with the Lord, we have others that come alongside of us that teach us and we listen to the word of God preached in the house of God and and we encourage one another in the Lord and we really need that in as a Christian and, and becoming a, a better Christian is to um, be with other believers and and just be imparted to by other people and and then you impart to other people and you know it comes to a place where you're no longer having people to have to fill your need all the time but as you grow, then you can start feeling feeling the need that other people might have, and encouraging other people. And now you're the encourager. And I just think uh, you can't do that if you're not a victorious Christian. So you you really need to be with other Christians to grow. You can grow on your own. I don't think you can be truly victorious on your own. And there's situations where you must have to be alone at times and not be in the house of God. But if you're physically able, and the Bible does instruct us to assemble ourselves together, and even more so now that you know we see the day approaching where Jesus Christ is coming back soon, and we need to be in God's house, and we need to be seeking God's purpose for our lives and for the, for the church that we're involved in. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were created as relational beings that when, when we were knit together, he created us for relationship. He created us, created us to have a relationship with them. He created us because he wanted people to love. And so we were not meant, like he said, to do this alone. It says that the whole body, um, there are different parts. The hand can't go without the eyes. The eyes can't go without the mouth. The ears can't go without the heart. So everybody's important. That means we're supposed to do this thing together. Right. Um, another thing I wanted to, to uh, touch on was uh, learning how to spend time in worship to the Lord, mm-hmm. um, with the Lord. Uh, and pe- people might think, well, I don't know how to do that. But um, it, is, it is a growing process to learn how to just be in God's presence and, and worship Him. And as you do that, you, you just automatically draw closer to God because he says that, you know, if you, when you enter into it, his presence, you know, he, he meets you and um, he, he inhabits the praises and the worship of his people. He lives inside of us as we can worship him. He comes and lives within us. We feel his presence. We draw close to him. He draws close to us. Um, our relationship just becomes stronger. So worship is very, very, very important. Not just worship music, but actually from your spirit, worshiping God. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that does that that is kind of hard in the beginning to do for a lot of people. But 
um, you know, just, just starting, just start doing it and, you know, develop that worship time with God, set some time aside to just be with him and it just be you and him. And, um, it just draws you into his presence and it draws you closer to God. And you can do that anywhere. You don't have to be in church to worship. You can, you, you can worship at home. Um, you can worship anywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I find myself a lot of times throughout the day, I'll be in the middle of working on my job. And all of a sudden, I just, in my spirit, just start saying, worship to God. You know, I love you, Jesus. You're my, you're my source of, of help. You're my, you're my um, strength. You're my joy. You're my peace. Mm-hmm. I can't live without you. I need you every minute of my day. And I find myself doing that. And just as, I, as you do that, you can feel God come in because he wants to hear that from you. He desires to hear that from you. Um, when you don't worship him, he, he maybe thinks of us as, do they really love me? They don't worship me. Mm-hmm. And um, so just worship God and let that, let that love be a part, that love God love thing be a part of your life. And it will help you when you have struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, you go through things in life that are, difficult sometimes and if you can stay in worship and keep focused upon God you know um, the Bible says we we just because we become a Christian doesn't mean we don't go through things and Mm -hmm. we will go through things we'll have struggles in our life but if we can just stay close to close to God and and keep keep that um, relationship with him tight and keep it close I'm telling you, I've been through lots of struggles in my life. Had it not been for God, I probably wouldn't be here today. Mm -hmm. Um, Hard struggles. I mean, we all go through hard struggles through our life. And through the hardest struggle I've ever been through, God was my source and he kept me through it all. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm so thankful for that relationship I had with him to be able to do that because I probably would have fell no telling what would have happened in my life had it not been for God. Um, I think as a new Christian, you need to really be um, teachable. So sometimes you think, uh, you know, you, you find God in your life and you, you feel really, you have a lot of zeal to just um, do things for God you have a love for God in the beginning. The Bible talks about us having our first love that we need to always return to. But um, at the same time, during that time of your zealousness, you need to always be teachable and and make sure you're following the, the word of God, the truth of his word. Mm-hmm. Um, because one thing with baby Christians is people will bring false doctrines to them and they're so in love with God. They just accept a lot of things that aren't true. They're false doctrines. Mm -hmm. And um, so in your, in your uh, process of growing, just make sure that you are teachable. People can, um, can correct you in love and you accept it. And you thank, you thank God for that. Um, lesson that you're learning because those are 
those are stepping stones to to maturing you as a Christian. And um, so be teachable. Don't don't be. I don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. We all need to be taught the Word of God. We need, we need to hear the Word of God to build up our faith. You know, mm-hmm. if we have no faith, we're not very uh, victorious. Not at all. And what the enemy does is he he sprinkles enough truth into something that if you look at it on surface level, it looks good. And then you dive head first. And what ends up happening is, is that it's filled with a bunch of uh, things that aren't biblical. Um, so that's why it's important, like you said before, to really know the word of God and to study the word of God. Because if you know it so in, intimately and intensely, then you'll notice those little details that are not of the word of God. And you won't be easily swayed by the enticing words that people like to speak. Yes. Um, another point that I'd like to bring out as far as um, in our in our um, process of becoming victorious as a Christian is picking your picking your relationships. Mm. I, I feel like there's so many people that their walk with God has been destroyed because of relationships that they've uh, allowed into their life that just um, they weren't strong enough to. Um, to be the the more influential person, and instead they were influenced by someone. Um, so I I think it's really important that you be careful who you who you are hanging with, and um, that goes for relationships with you know guys and girls, and you know. He, it's, it's real easy to just fall prey to temptations and things like that when you're not with someone who's in pursuit of God like you are. Mm-hmm. And so you got to be careful with your relationships in your life. Um, because who you surround yourself with is who you're going to become mm-hmm. and what you're going to act like. And so you want to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that bring you closer to Christ. Because if they're not bringing you closer to Christ, then they're doing the opposite. They're they're tearing you away from Christ. It's one or the other. So make sure your homies are building you up instead of tearing you away from Christ. That's right. That's right. Um, also, just uh, in your pursuit for God, just be diligent because there's going to be lots of times when things will come against you to drag you down. Um, you really just have to make it up in your mind that I am going to follow God no matter what comes mm-hmm. my way. Really, it's just a, it's just a, um, a process of, of saying, I want God in my life, and I'm not going to let anybody or anything stop me from growing in God. <clears throat> and um, so be diligent in that and, you know, pray and ask God to give you wisdom and give you strength, you know, when things get tough and, you know, uh, the enemy is going to try everything he can to stop you from growing in God. He's going to do everything he can. Resist. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. Mm-hmm. And he will flee from you. Yep. You have to submit to God first. Then you can resist the enemy, and then he will flee. You can't just resist him and he flees. You have to be submitted to God. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a three three step plan there to 
to getting the devil off your back. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and putting him behind you and saying, no, I'm following God. Um, so be diligent in your pursuit for God. Um, okay. I mean, that's that's just some of the points. I just feel like I've seen a lot of people in my life growing up in church who um, started out good and strong and didn't end so well because um, they allowed things to cause them to not be victorious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I have sort of a passion for new new Christians at my church when they come in. I'm always trying to connect with them and <clears throat> tell them that I'll be there for them. And if they need a prayer, I can pray with them. If they need counsel, I like to counsel with people and direct them in the right, right way to go. And pointing them to God and, and telling them that they can make it through anything they're going through. They can make it. Just stay strong in the Lord mm-hmm. and the power of his might. Absolutely. I loved your list. That was an awesome list. Um, all of that was good stuff. And I have come up with four things myself that I think is needed for a victorious life. And feel free to interject anytime that you want to. Um, but the first one is obedience. John chapter 14, verses 23 says, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teachings. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Obedience is key. If we want to live a victorious Christian life, a life close to Jesus, then we have to obey his teachings. That means obey what it says in the word of God. It means obeying what he tells you and guides you to do every day. Obedience is not just a one and done, like I said yes to Jesus and that's it. But it's continuously being obedient to what he is asking you to do and when he's asking you to do it. Deuteronomy 5.33 says, Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. So it is super important. If we want to live a prosperous Christian life, a victorious Christian life, then it has to start with us being obedient to whatever the Lord is calling us to do. And sometimes it doesn't make sense what he's calling us to do, but it doesn't have to make sense to us because we have very finite minds. He has an infinite mind. He knows all. So when he's telling you to do something or not to do something, it is for your good and is for the good of those that are around you. Anything more to say about that? The next one is if you want to live a victorious Christian life, and this one's going to upset the apple cart of a lot of people, we have to be a servant. And you're like, okay, so to be victorious, successful in life, I have to be a servant? Absolutely. Because what the world considers success is not what the kingdom of God considers success. So toss out your worldly ideas of success and actually dig into the Bible. It says that we are to be a servant because... The Lord Jesus even came to the earth. He said, I did not come to be served, but to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. In 1 Corinthians 15, 58, it says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. We should be a servant of the Lord every day of our life, serving Jesus first and foremost, and then secondly, serving the people that are around us. It is not about us. It is not about what is going to be best for us, but it's about what is going to further the kingdom. Thirdly, what it takes to live a victorious life is to be 
gospel minded. And what do I mean by that? The gospel is the symbol. It says in Mark 16, 50, he said, 15, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all nations. So in all times, our focus should be who can I minister today? Who can I share the gospel with today? Each and every day we go to the store, you know, we go um, to work, we go um, and hang out with friends. And there are always going to be people around us that have not heard the gospel and the good news of Jesus. And so that has to be forefront on our mind every day. That's why it's important to know the word, because you can't share something you don't know. You can't help somebody else have a relationship with Jesus if you don't have a good, solid relationship with Jesus yourself. So that is so important. It says in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 2, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. And so we have to hold fast and stand firm on the gospel of Jesus Christ and preach it to other people. Just as Paul preached it to to the Romans and to uh, the, the, the Philippians, the Ephesians, all of them in Ephesus and Philippi, we should teach and preach the gospel wherever we go. Whether it's in Allen Park, Michigan, which is where we're doing our podcast today, Owensboro, Kentucky, which is where we're mostly doing our podcast, or it's in West Africa, wherever it happens to be, we have to be gospel-minded. And then lastly, um, and this is going to take a little bit of time to get through, but to be victorious in our walk with Christ, we have to live in the armor of God because we are in a battle every day. There is a war being waged against the enemy and, and the powers of this world and um, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. There is a constantly a battle for our souls and the souls of the people around us. Uh, the enemy, Satan, does not want us to have a relationship with Jesus and Jesus is constantly pursuing us, wanting a relationship. With us. So there's always that battle going on. And so um, in Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication and the Spirit, being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So we have to every day be prepared when we walk out of our houses to our jobs, to the store, to hang out with friends, to school, wherever we're going, we have to... Um, and it's not a physical armor, obviously, but spiritually put on the armor of God. 
We have to put on the shoes of peace, walking in peace. That's what this world needs is peace. You hear on the news every day that there are wars and rumors of wars going around. You know, you have the, the Democratic Party and the and the Republican Party button heads. You've got people saying, you know, um, Black Lives Matters, or people saying, oh my goodness, why are they screaming about Black Lives Matter? Or you've got the, the, the people, we are prideful because we are homosexual, and then you've got the other people, you know, saying, um, and there's so much going on in our world, you know, and yes, we have to stand for the truth, but we can do so in a peaceful way. And I think we oftentimes forget that. Then we have to have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And we've talked about that already. It talks about um, always praying prayers of supplication, um, having um, the breastplate of righteousness. We have to live a righteous life. And that's living the life in the spirit, constantly being directed by the Holy Spirit. You know, having our um, waist girded with the truth, which is what this podcast is all about. Ain't that the truth? Um, uh, The preparation uh, like I said, the gospel of peace is probably my favorite one, the shield of faith, um, which when you have that shield of faith, there is nothing that the enemy could say that is going to pierce that shield um, and, and keep you from having faith in Jesus. So that one is super important because we are living in the last days. And in the last days, it talks about how there's gonna things are going to get worse. And the enemy is going to be fighting harder for our souls and the souls of our friends and the people that are around us. And if we're not uh, in the armor of God and, and and putting that on daily, we are going to fail. But if you put it on this armor, there's nothing that's going to be able to stand in our way. So I just wanted to thank you guys for joining us today um, on this podcast. Um, I am so excited that I got to do this podcast with my uncle. This has been very special Um, And so I just wanted to, before we end it in prayer, which I'm going to let my Uncle Roy pray to end it, but before we do, I just wanted to give you a heads up that starting next week, we are going to start um, our series on biblical heroes. And the first one that we're going to talk about is Daniel, because he is one of my favorite biblical heroes. Um, So we're going to be talking about him next week, and then I don't know how long that series is going to last until I guess the Lord says to, to stop, but we're going to just look at different biblical heroes. We're going to look at the things they did well, maybe even their failures, and just who they were and how we can learn from them. Because that's what it's all about, right? Learning from God and and the people that he chose to have in in his word. They're important people that we can learn from. So um, again, thank you for listening today, but let's end it in prayer. Father, we thank you tonight for this time that we've had to share the word together, Lord. We thank you, God, for the plan of salvation. We thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit that comes and lives inside of us to lead us and guide us into all truth. We thank you, Lord, for the power of your spirit that causes us to be overcomers, that causes us to be victorious through you, through Christ. And Lord, we just thank you. God, that um, you are directing us, Father, in the paths that we should go. The Spirit is leading us and guiding us where, how we should live our lives, how we should look to you for every source of our strength and help. Father, we thank you um, that you are going to raise us up, God, as we seek your face, as we long for you, as we worship you, as we communicate with you all the things that we need to do, Lord, to be victorious. As we do those things, Lord, you just cause us to grow 
and you cause us to mature and you cause us to be a, a light to this world that we live in, in the darkness that's all around us, God. We thank you, Lord, for that armor that we can put on. We thank you for righteousness through the blood of Jesus that it's applied to our life, God. Lord, we just pray for each one out there, God, that may be struggling in their walk with you, Lord. And we just pray, God, that you would strengthen them tonight. I pray, Lord, that you'd cause their desire to be only towards you and more of you, God, as they seek your face, Lord. I uh, pray that they can withstand the trials of the enemy and the struggles that they go through. And I pray, God, that you would just cause them, Lord, to be uh, um, strong Christians in this time that we live in, Lord. We thank you for your church. We thank you for pastors and teachers and brothers and sisters. And uh, we love you, Lord, and we thank you for the walk with you that we have. And help us to always continue to grow stronger. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. I love you all, and we will see you next week.